0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. As I sit here today, it is December thirtieth, twenty twenty-two, which means we are winding down towards the new year, which is kind of crazy to think about. Honestly, I, I feel like I sit here and a lot of these seasons go by so damn quick, and before you know it's the new year. Right now, the rage, obviously, for a lot of people is is all about New Year's resolutions whether you partake in that or not, chances are you've done that maybe in the past or you're planning on, you know, starting some new habits or starting to buckle down and and do some things differently that you haven't been doing here in the last, you know, few weeks or few months of of the holiday season. So I, for me personally, I'm, I'm indifferent on new year's resolutions. I, I think two things can exist here. I think New Year's resolutions can be awesome and exactly what somebody needs. But I also think New Year's resolutions are also maybe something that is overly relied upon. And if we look at the statistics, like the, the, the follow-through long-term with New Year resolutions are not awesome. Same thing with like weight loss statistic, statistic rates. You know, on average, a lot of people lose a lot of weight over their lifetime, but they they don't keep it off. And really today's podcast episode is to just touch on a few things that I see in a lot of my clients, things that, you know, I've worked on with people, things that are also backed by research as well, but habits, routines, mindsets, things that people are implementing to keep their weight loss goals or to make this whole health pursuit a lot more sustainable long-term. And I want to make this clear, this is not only geared towards people trying to lose weight and keep it off. Like this this applies for people who are trying to put on muscle mass or maintain a leaner physique, or maybe it's a performance goal or you're training for a period of time. Like a lot of these things are, are char- characteristics and things that people really prioritize and develop this identity around. And that's what helps people make these things last long term and that's really the ultimate goal right because you know to be honest like as we head into the new year it's one of the the i hate to say worst times of the year for the fat diet industry or just the diet industry in general because it's kind of always bad but you know the the diet industry is worth billions and billions of dollars and this is when they make a lot of money cuz a lot of people come off you know the end of the year thinking that this year is going to be different and that's when a lot of these, you know, diets and plans and you know things that people are trying to sell you are sold the most with the intent of you losing weight. Now we need to remember that losing weight is only half the battle. And there are so many things out there that can help you lose the weight or get to a short-term goal that you're working towards in a relatively short period of time. Like that's a fact, you know, if and if we talk about what the definition of success is. I think it depends and we need to really have kind of a standardized definition of of what success means or refers to when it comes to your health and fitness. And for me, my definition of success is somebody being able to make these changes confidently, um, but also being able to repeatedly do that Forever or or at least for the foreseeable future, unless they have a different goal or or have different priorities or want to change things up. Like cause your goals can change over time. But are the things that you're doing to achieve those goals, are they somewhat or relatively reflective of you in your normal life trying to live your best life? Cause we do not have to sacrifice getting our goals for our best life in a happy life. Like those things are not mutually exclusive like you don't only have to you know think like I need to have my goals and I need to work towards my goals or I can have a life of flexibility and freedom and and enjoy the food I eat and not be super stressed out about the scale and 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 have less food you know uh, or have more food flexibility like both of those things can exist right depending on how extreme and how ambitious your goals are you know maybe there's a good chance that you can't have both of those all the time at the same time, but they can exist together. And and I've really come full circle on this whole health pursuit thing, right? Like I've been the guy who's wanted to be super shredded. I mean, luckily I genetically am blessed lifestyle, you know, what I give a fuck about, you know, my career is all tailored towards nutrition and fitness. Like I live and breathe this stuff. So things come a lot easier to me. It's also easy for me to prioritize and, and really emphasize these things in my life. Cause that is literally my identity and it's what I help people do, but not everybody is like that. And honestly, 99.9% of the population is not like that. So the fact that we're aspiring to be some of these people who are in this, you know, top 1% of, of the world or the country, the bodybuilders, you know, the models, the athletes, the, the, the actors, like like all these physiques that we we think we want, when in reality, you know, is getting to that that end goal cool? Is getting to that goal weight cool? Is getting that to to having more muscle definition or having you know more of a visible six pack cool? Like fuck yeah, it is. And I I think having you know people having a goal to want to get to that is okay. I I I don't want to deter anybody from doing that, but I, I just also want people to to understand again the trade-offs that it takes to getting to those things and also factoring in like their quality of life too because if you ask a lot of these people and we there's yeah, there's interviews uh like if we think about Channing tatum for example and whatever that's i don't even know that male stripper like movie it was i remember seeing an interview on ellen or something like that after and everyone's like glamorizing how good he looked right and he was like no, that sucks. Like what it you would hate to 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 do what I did to have to get there. And and living that lean sucks. You know, he said this in front of like a ton of people and and it's true, right? Cuz the things that it takes to get to these levels of extremes like is extreme, but that I don't know. I don't think that should always be the goal. Like maybe in the short term cool, you can check that off your bucket list or you can get there to realize that you don't want to fucking do that long-term and that your life is likely better 10 pounds heavier with a thousand more calories a day and way more food flexibility and, and less stress around your, around your nutrition and your training routine, like chances are you might find that that lifestyle is more conducive to you and the seasons of life that you're going to kind of brave as you continue to get older. So, you know, I, I do again think that these short-term goals are, are important. I think they're part of the puzzle, but they aren't the whole puzzle. And going back to the weight loss piece, right? Like losing weight is only half of the puzzle potentially, you know, and it's, it's, it's just not the whole picture. And I think we tend to lose sight of that, especially in the new year. And today I just want to review some things that people do to maintain their weight loss long-term or to maintain those goals long-term. And that's, again, if we go back to this definition of success, like that's, that's what success is to me. And some people can argue with that. Me, you know, we're all going to have different takeaways and, and you know, different definitions of some of these things. But you know, what what's the point if we're only going to do something temporarily? Right. Like I, I just, especially when it comes to your health. And yes, there is a time and place for that in, in some contexts, but when we think about again this whole health and fitness space, it's like, how can we take care of ourselves, be strong? be confident in our bodies, enjoy our routine, enjoy the food we're eating, the amount of food we're eating, not overly stress about the way we look, not overly stress about what the scale tells us every morning. Like that's that's more of a lifestyle that I I think a lot of people are wanting and I, I don't know. I just I always want to bring that to surface cuz I see that a lot and it's it's okay for your goals to change over time and ironically when I start working with people Usually we start with the goals being X, Y, and Z and we get to a place where it's not that. Or maybe we cross some of those things, initial goals off the list, but then we start to realize like, okay, big picture, what do I want my life to look like long term? So I um yeah, I just want to put this into your ear because as the new year comes, there's gonna be a lot of things that work again on helping you lose weight or maybe put on a little bit of muscle if you're following it it's seven week program, or if you're doing the transformation challenge at your local gym, like there's nothing wrong with that, but there's things that can work in the short term. But I I just, I want to make sure that we, you know, that we remember that going to the extreme or just doing all the things from day one, going from zero to a hundred is not sustainable and realistic for you long-term. And you know, that you know, so when it comes to losing weight, setting new year's resolutions, trying to check off some of these goals that you're working towards, like, you know, there's going to be things that work, but there's also going to be things that I want you to think about implementing with the intent of having them long-term. Okay. Cause those are going to be the habits and routines and the environment that allows you to maintain that progress long-term. Okay. And again, our weight loss retention statistics to suck ass, you know, like it, a lot of people lose a lot of weight in their lifetime or can get really fit, but they don't keep that. And it's, it's not to say that that's, you know, a terrible thing, but I just, I know that we could do better. And if we shift our attention and focus from, you know, the, the things that are going to get us the short-term result to maybe more of doing the lesser things more consistently long-term that's when weight loss and people who maintain these things keep this shit off forever. Okay. So one thing and I'm going to, I have a little list here in front of me, but I'm going to go through, I think there's like nine or 10 of them. Um, but number one thing that I see, we'll gear it a little bit more towards weight loss. Cause I know weight loss is a popular topic and it's thing that sells and it's what people want to listen to so it's not everyone's goal but this definitely applies to if you're trying to maintain a physique that you have or if you've already lost a significant amount of weight but these are all habits and characteristics and mindsets that people have to maintain that long term but number one is people are the people that are really successful and maintain this long term is that they're really mindful about portion sizes whether they're monitoring them like visually and, and keeping like track of that in their head or, or knowing how much to cook, or if they're using tools like food diaries or tracking apps that they're actually logging their food in, or maybe it's a photo that they're checking back on. But people are mindful about portion sizes because man, we just live in an environment that is really difficult to, to consistently eat around a range. That's your maintenance calorie range. Meaning, we live in a food environment that emphasizes large portions that emphasizes really fucking delicious food readily available all the time whether that you at work you know sales reps bringing in the lunches or the treats or your patients or your clients or your students or your kids or you know insert whatever like the the treats and the things that you get at work or at home fast food we went to i went to Cheesecake Factory last night with some friends that were in town don't get to see each other super often had a great time, but they Cheesecake Factory still has their calories on their menu, which I applaud them for I love I love that They were kind of like pioneers to do that in the beginning and then they just kept it even though You know, we don't the food restaurants don't actually have to do that right now But it's, it's very admirable that they keep that but their average entree is like 1800 calories and that's insane, right? Especially if you think about, okay, maybe you're trying to go into a cut or a deficit and you're a 5'2 female and your calories that you're trying to shoot for in your deficit range is 1,300 calories or 1,400 calories a day. And one meal is that plus 30%, right? Like it's just it's just extremely difficult to eat away from home and to not consider portion sizes and to maintain your weight loss or to maintain your weight and that's ironically how people, you know, in addition to maybe empty calories coming from alcohol or liquid calories or snacks and desserts, and it's, it's none of those things fault, but for weight, you know, gain over term, like you can't blame one thing on the rise in obesity or people gaining weight over the course of the year, but it's just a combination of all these things that are hyper palatable. They're super fucking delicious. They're really easy to overeat. Their portion sizes are super small. Um, per calorie or whatever it is that you're eating. And most of the time people aren't measuring out six Doritos chips and taking it in a bowl and going on the couch. Like they're taking the whole fucking bag and they're eating half of it. And before you know it, you've eaten, you know, 400, 500 more calories than what you wanted to. So long story short, keeping in mind that portion sizes are really important for all types of foods, not just the the quick, convenient restaurants, foods, but it's the foods that you're eating at home. So being mindful of portion sizes, eating enough protein, having enough fiber over the course of the day, uh, being able to kind of control your calories and stick to an eating pattern that you know reflects what you want to eat and, and what it means to maintain your weight and, and being able to do things that, that work for you over the long run. But understanding portion sizes is a really important factor and people who I see maintain their success long-term and it's something that I work a lot on uh, with my clients as well, too. So um, the second thing is it sounds easier than it is, but um, people plan to stay on track. Like like the action of you planning out your week is huge. Like like you planning what meals you're gonna have, what groceries you need to buy, when you're gonna go to the grocery store, what your workouts are going to be, when those days are going, you know, what days you're going to do those workouts on when you're going to get extra steps or walks in with a dog or with your family, even if it's cold as balls outside, right? Like planning your week around the things you know you need to do to get your activity, your fruit, your fiber, your protein, you know, maintain your calories, planning when you're going to go out to eat or, you know, plan on meeting up with friends and what you guys are going to eat that, you know, that night and maybe accounting for that the day of or the day before or being able to make an informed decision around the decisions that you make when you are with your friends, like planning out your week is such an underrated thing and it's kind of cliche, but I'm trying to remember this quote, right? It's like most people don't plan to fail. They fail to plan, right? And it's, it's so true. It's you taking an extra hour a week to plan out your week, writing on a whiteboard, writing in your notes, putting in your reminders, writing it on a schedule at your work, right? Like looking at it at the end of each day, making a list of what things you need to do for the day. Like just have a plan, execute it. Even if you don't execute it, you having a plan in the first place and you following through with some of these things more consistently over the course of the week is going to put you up for this success long-term. So remember that like planning and, and especially meal planning too. I, I think I want to emphasize that more often than not because when you don't meal plan or and it, I'm not even saying you have to get all the 12 Tupperwares out and cook your whole Sunday and, 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 you know, spend the whole day making food for the week. Like some people do that and, and great. It works. You also don't have to do that, but you can just plan your meals out for the week. You can plan what you're going to do for breakfast. You can get your groceries. You can make your grocery list. You can write down what you're doing for dinner. You can make your, your grocery list based on what things you're doing that week. Cause chances are your weeks to week, your week to weeks change. So Successful people really, they meal plan and they plan to stay on track over the course of the week. Alongside that, successful people also cook from home, right? Going back to one and two, like limiting portion sizes or monitoring portion sizes and then kind of meal planning or having food prep that they can lean on at home or for lunches and dinners and breakfasts throughout the course of the week. Like you cooking from home is going to make all the difference in the world like you making a breakfast burrito at home compared to having a breakfast burrito at the cheesecake factory is probably going to be a 1200 calorie dis- or difference right when you think about the oils and the condiments and and the portion sizes and everything that you might get eating away from home like there's there's no better swap when you're trying to moderate calories and and maintain your weight loss long term than you eating at home and swapping that for eating at a restaurant or eating away from home. There's nothing like it, you know, like you going from, you know, normal fat Greek yogurt to no fat Greek yogurt, like probably not going to make much of a difference. But if you can, if you can double down on what you're doing at home and cooking more at home and having more meals prepared at home, one, you're going to save a shit ton of money because it's expensive as hell to eat outside right now, or just eat away from home right now. And two... Man, you're going to be saving a ton of calories. And for a lot of people, that's really important. And it's, it's just something that can add up and compound over time, the more consistent you are with it. So that's number three is people cook from home more often. And they, they, again, control their portion sizes. They learn about the ingredients. They build plates that reflect, hey, where's my protein source? Where, where's my fiber source? Am I getting some good quality carbs in here? Like Like you cooking at home, you also have more control over the ingredients and the things that you do with those meals so yeah there's just nothing like eating home when you compare that to eating anywhere away from home so cool another thing that people do long term to maintain their progress or or live their best life is they monitor their progress like they have some sort of measurement or data or biofeedback they are tracking to make adjustments on in the future or to reinforce that what they're doing is working and and continuing to work Things like, you know, using photos, right? Comparing photos of you a month ago or six months ago or a year ago. You, you know, fitting in different clothes or or having different clothes sizes or fitting into your old clothes or making sure that, you know, you're not feeling like you're growing out of your clothes again. Um, even weighing yourselves, I think, could be a really positive tool if you have a good relationship with the scale and you work through that and you, and you are able to think big picture and track weekly or monthly trends and you can... You know, you can have kind of a bird's eye view of your scale and you're not letting that scale number dictate what you are or dictate your emotions day to day. You know, I think the scale could be a positive thing for for some people if they're in a good headspace and they've been able to work with someone or on their own through the anxiety or fears of using a scale. Um, the other thing could be like you're monitoring uh, progress in your sport or the gym or in your mile time or swim time, or if you're trying to compete in something, like, are you improving in your lifts? Like that's also another form of progress that you can measure, but successful people tend to measure a lot of things and they check in with themselves and they use that as feedback to continue what they're doing or to make an adjustment on what they are doing. So that is also something that I want you to keep in mind. Um, Number five that I have on here is something that's also underrated, but it goes into this concept of like how your environment dictates the decisions that the, the, sorry, the decisions that you make day to day around your health and your fitness, but successful people implement like consistent daily routines and whatever that means for you. Like some people might be super structured over the whole course of the day and have everything mapped out and entered into their Google calendar for the day. And as everything comes, they, they, you know, they cross it off the list. Some people just might have things that they want to do over the course of the day that they can just fit into their day as their day progresses that works too but i just want you to think about what your daily routine is and how can you make that better do you have do you have a morning routine where maybe you're spending some time uh, you know on yourself or Or thinking about what you need to do for the day, right? Like, are you getting up and are you hitting the snooze button 10 times and then going in the shower, rushing out the door, and then grabbing a Starbucks on the way? Or are you waking up at a reasonable time, giving yourself plenty of time to get ready for the day? Maybe you read in the morning. Maybe you get your workout in. Maybe you meditate. Like, maybe you make your bed and drink water and literally do nothing and play with the dog or go on a walk with the dog or by yourself. Like, do you have a morning routine that can ground you to, to, to make the start of your day, you know, influence the actions and behaviors that you have later in the day? Like, can you win stack in the morning? Um, you know, maybe part of your daily routine includes eating meals at a specific time or, or time range, right? Are you, are you having the similar meals or the meals that you've planned, you know, earlier for yourself for breakfast, lunch, and dinner or your snacks or being able to prioritize that, you know, maybe we talk about a nighttime routine. Like, what are you doing to wind down at night? Are you are you able to shut down and go to bed at a reasonable time? You know, are you able to come up with your list that you need to do the next day so you're not stressing about that as you go to bed of what you need to do the next day and you can kind of decompress and relax and and, and maybe fall asleep a little bit sooner? You know, are, are you able to take care of the stuff that you need to do to make yourself have a successful day the next day? Are you laying out your gym clothes? Are you, are you making your lunch? Is your breakfast ready to go in the morning? Like, like, is there a nighttime routine that you could do to make, you know, the next day easier for you or to make it easier for you to fall asleep? Maybe you're putting your phone away. Maybe you're not doing work stuff past a certain time. Maybe you're, maybe you're not, you know, looking on your computer or watching shows and you're also reading or doing meditation or, or whatever it is, right? Like have a routine audit yourself and see what your routine is right now and see where there are areas that maybe you could improve on or things that you've done in the past that have gotten you a, a certain result. Chances are you need to keep doing that to maintain that result that you were able to, to get to doing that. So implement these routines and prioritize them because they're, they're going to be likely a difference maker on whether or not you maintain this progress long-term or not. So next thing that, really successful people have in common is they have a support group or an accountability source that keeps them motivated or just holds them accountable. And it does not have to be you paying for a mentor or a nutrition coach or even a personal trainer or or whatever it might be. It could just be as simple as you and your spouse having this pact and this list together and you are holding each other accountable. Maybe it's your best friend who's trying to do similar things as you. Maybe it's a good friend that is accomplished a lot of things that you want to accomplish and you're aspiring to do. And they've done it before. And maybe they're on, you know, they're on board to help you reach that same level of success. And you can check in with them and you can lean on them for some support when you need it. But successful people have support networks. Like people don't do this shit alone. Like nobody, nobody, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I can't think of anybody, but I, I couldn't think of a successful person that, Literally, just did everything on his own without having any sort of input or accountability or, or anything that you know got him to where he wanted to be. I mean, even all the great people out there, like sports, you know, athletes—Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods or Serena Williams or insert anybody—like they have coaches, they they have parents, or you know, they have their hitting partners, or their you know, they're even dietitians or nutritionists, or they have their trainers, like people don't do this shit on their own. You know, maybe they have their own teammates that hold them accountable too. Maybe you in your career, you have office workers or a boss that holds you accountable or you hold other people accountable. Like, you don't have to pay for a person to hold you accountable. Like, maybe if that is the thing that works for you, it works for a lot of people and you have these check-ins and these things and the structure that holds you accountable and you can check in with, maybe that's what you need, but you don't have to do this shit alone and and you don't have to... to think that you need to just brave everything and figure it out yourself because in reality, like you just don't need to do it. And likely you're going to waste your time trying to figure shit out on your own when you could just get to where you want to be a heck of a lot quicker by relying and and leaning on other people to help get you there and to hold you accountable along the way. So got to keep that in mind. Um, The next thing is um, people set, Clear goals, I guess. I'm trying to think of how I want to say, like, people, you know, you get to a goal and then you can continue moving those goal posts, right? And having these goals and these benchmarks that you're trying to hit. But, you know, and I don't know, maybe like there's a, and I relate to this in, in my situation right now, because I, I wouldn't say I have a necessarily overarching goal right now, like with my training, with my nutrition. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, like I got lean, I got big, like, I'm okay if I get a little bit bigger right now. I'm having fun, learning new moves and training. Like I just I I don't have this goal in the immediate future that I'm trying to hit that I've I'm obsessing about that I've had in the past. And and maybe that's you know, me being able to arrive at a place where I'm enjoying my life, I'm enjoying all of these, you know, things that I'm doing to maintain the progress that I've been able to make maintain long term and kind of earning the right to enjoy the fruits of my labor, so to speak, right? But like people have this same feeling where maybe there's not an immediate goal that you're working towards because you got to a place where you enjoy it. But a lot of times there's usually something or having a goal or something else that you're working towards is also maybe a good idea for people as big or as little as you want it to be. But man, sometimes having a goal can also keep you motivated to keep doing the things that you've been doing to get where you're at today and to take the next step to get out of your comfort zone and do the other things that are required to get you to the next step or to where you want to be, whether that's your fitness or your health or your blood levels, uh, your, you know, lab tests or you're in your relationship or in your careers or, you know, insert whatever it is. But having some goal or something you're working towards is usually a good idea and it can kind of keep you motivated to keep into the routine and rhythm of what you've been doing and to continue to push yourself forward. Right. But not, not discrediting the work and the progress you've made so far. Right. This like, Hey, let's be proud, but I'm not satisfied mentality. Like I think that can be productive for some people sometimes too. So cool. You know, another thing that a lot of people have who have been successful with losing weight or gaining weight or gaining muscle or performing better in their sport or changing their body composition is like they just have a regular gym schedule or workout schedule, whether you go to group classes or go to the gym or meet your personal trainer, also playing sports or practicing, um, or if it's just prioritizing activity, if you're into cardio sports, or maybe you just hit 10,000 steps a day and you got to do what it takes to get to those steps every day. But People have a regular schedule around what activity they're doing over the course of the week, no matter how busy their schedule is. And maybe some weeks you're not working out as much or not able to give as much to the activity side of things, and other weeks you are. Like those seasons of life happen a ton. But being able to prioritize, like, hey, what is my minimum baseline that makes me feel good that I know I need to do to continue to maintain the progress that I've made, but also keep pushing forward you know, there's minimums for a lot of people in a baseline that I want you to think about creating and maintaining instead of, for example, New Year's Eve, right? We have people starting the New Year's resolutions, nothing wrong with that, but you do this transformation challenge, you work out five days a week for eight weeks, and then before you know it, you're so beat up, you got feel like you hit got hit by a train, and then you don't work out that next week because you're kind of coming down from it. And then one week turns to one month and then one month turns into another couple months. And then before you know it, you know, a whole quarter goes by and it's like, okay, I guess I better start the next transformation challenge. Cause what I was doing before really wasn't sustainable for my routine. And you know, people can feel like shit after that if they don't, if they don't stick to that. So don't go to the extremes with this, but just Come up with your minimum baseline of what you know you can feasibly do week to week. And then extra stuff on top of that could just be extra credit or icing on the cake sometimes if you feel good and you're able to to fit that in and, and you're not overtraining or overdoing things or overextending yourself. So successful people have an activity routine or gym schedule or they play sports or in a league or they just prioritize their activity or steps, whatever it is. Throughout the week, and they make that a priority and they continue to execute on that, whatever the circumstances. Okay. And then the last thing that I want to touch on today is really important because when it comes to like changing what you do in your environment and your priorities, like, Confidence, I've I've said this before, but confidence does not come from you reaching an outcome goal. Like confidence does not come from you losing 20 pounds that you wanted to lose. And when you hit that 20 pound mark, you become happy all of a sudden. Like happiness comes from you setting out a commitment to yourself or committing to something with yourself and actually following through on that. Like actually doing the things and the shit it takes to actually get to where you want to be. And confidence comes from you proving to yourself that you can follow through with the commitments that you make to yourself. And it comes from the new identity that you create for yourself going through that process. It's 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 not you running your fastest mile time, you know, it's it's you putting in the 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 hours and the miles, you know, and doing the different training splits, you know, for weeks on end prior to your race. Like that's the shit that makes you confident going into that race. And you losing the 20 pounds, you running that mile time, you lifting that weight, you scoring the last goal or whatever it is. It's like that comes from you putting all the effort and time into, you know, the front part of those things. And, and it's the person that you become during that process that makes you more confident you know, down the road or in the situations when you are, you know, ready to perform or show up for whatever it is that you're you're working towards. So I just wanna make that clear that a lot of times we need to develop this new sense of identity and almost kill our old self off as morbid as that sounds, but the old self that was not serving you and the characteristics and the tendencies that were holding you back, like like that's the shit you gotta cut off. And it's this new identity that you develop along the process that you need to maintain and embrace and continue to build on as you maintain your success long-term. So successful people develop a new identity and they just, they cut off the ties with the older parts of their identity that just were not serving them. Okay. Cause you can't have any of that shit dragging you back as you continue to try and build the best version of yourself. So Just remember that, you know, you're going to be a different person at the end of this and you being a different person temporarily and then going back to yourself never fucking works and that's what keeps you in that hamster wheel of starting and stopping over and over and over again. You calling yourself an all or nothing mentality person and and you never actually getting to where you want to be and staying there long term comes from you going back to those old habits, those old tendencies, those old identities that you identified with. And that's what brings you back to that bad spot. So don't take this out of context, but just you know, don't be afraid to kill your old self off that was not serving you and grow and and, and, and be a person that you feel confident with, that is somebody and something you're proud to be, because that's what's going to help you keep pushing forward when shit hits the fan, when shit gets harder, when you have kids, when you start your nursing career, like when you go back to school, or when you change career paths, or when you get injured, like like those are the things that are gonna challenge you and in and, and bring you back to some of those darker places. But we got to maintain that identity and just embrace all the challenges that slap you in the face because it it's inevitably going to happen. You know, as as severe or not severe as it is, like everybody's going to overcome or, or be faced with some of these things. And it's how you respond to that. And you need to have an identity that's strong enough to overcome that and to fight that bear. And then to eventually get past that and to continue moving forward. Okay. Cause I promise you your old identity of you feeling sorry for yourself and not feeling, you know, confident and wanting to change and making these excuses for yourself. Like those are likely not going to help you in a period where, you know, there's a lot of adversity and things you need to overcome to continue making progress or to get to where you want to be, or to just maintain the progress that you've made so far, which again, is what we're here for and what this is all about. So just a different perspective shift as we head into the new year. I, I I want you to think big picture That Hey, you know, the diet or whatever training program, whatever it is, like that can get you some short-term short-term results, but what is going to maintain that long-term? And remember these things because These are the things that I've seen in my most successful clients and the people who have been able to, you know, change their life for the better forever. People in my social circle, even in the research, like these are a lot of the habits and tendencies that people do and understand and prioritize as they continue to progress on in their life. So, thank you for listening to this rant. If you are still listening to me right now, I wish you nothing but the best this next year. If you are listening to this before the new year or around 2023, let's have a great start to the year or whenever you're listening to this, like you don't have to wait to the new year or the next Monday or the next month to start something, right? Like the, the best time to start something was yesterday. Next best time is today, whatever that means to you. And, and however you can apply that to your life, just, just remember that, you know, kicking the can down the road, you know, you don't always need to do that, but again, playing devil's advocate, like if that's more convenient with you and and you know, you can do that and you can follow through with some of these things like waiting to new years and life opens up a little bit more like that reality can exist for you too. So, you know, whatever, whatever you need to do to get the job done, to keep progressing, to keep coming in with this like greatest version of yourself, like we just got to keep doing it. So Remember these things and implement them in addition to whatever it is that you do. If you do choose to do New Year's resolutions or diet or whatever it is that, you know, what goals you're trying to work towards, think about how we can sustain those changes long term and create that new identity. And again, just be able to make this more sustainable because that's the name of the game. It's not just getting to something really quickly and then never being able to sustain that. We got to keep that long term. So thank you again for listening. Until next time, remember to eat with a purpose, train with attention, and think with confidence as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness goals. Best of luck this next year, guys, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. And if you ever wanna get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. Thanks again for tuning in and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.